Welcome to Fairfield. What are you reading? A next book podcast from the Fairfield Public Library in Fairfield, Connecticut. I am Philip Barr, your host and head of adult services. Each month we gather a group of library staff together for a conversation about what we are reading, what we're reading, what we've just finished, what we're excited about coming soon. Most of the books will be new, some will be older. The group will focus on books we love and hopefully you will too. The mood of this podcast is relaxed. Imagine you come into the library, ask a librarian for a next read, and a couple more people stop by, and soon everyone is trading their favorite new reads. Listen in now as we begin. Hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to episode nine of What Are You Reading? A Next Book Podcast from Fairfield Public Library in Fairfield, Connecticut. And I have my guests and colleagues Jennifer Laceman, Linda Quinn, and Amy Peck will be discussing adult and teen books, both new and classic, and also what's on the horizon for literature this fall and winter. So um, each of you, it's interesting because we don't always have this, but each of you have a very specific genre um, that we're talking about today. So why don't we jump right in? Linda, would you like to start to share? Sure. So last year, a book came out by the author Naomi Novik, and I had read some of her other books. Um, she, I believe, has some teen books. This one is in the adult section, but it's very good for a teen crossover. Um, you can pretty much give it to just about anyone. So the new one last year was called A Deadly Education. It's kind of think Harry Potter, but where the school is trying to kill you. And that's what the lessons are, is just trying to survive. If you survive all your years at the Scholomance, which is the name of the school, um, and you get back out into the world. And again, it's, there's a whole gauntlet you have to run just to graduate. If you make it out into the world, then you've learned everything you need to know. So there are no friends, really. There's, there's no real, um, there aren't any teachers. The lessons appear when you go into a room and there's just all these, what they call mouths, constantly trying to kill you. And you have to use your magical powers to survive. So that's pretty much education. And I, I really enjoyed it at the time. I listened to it. It's got a great narrator. And then the second in the series came out um, this, this month called The Last Graduate. And it continues the story where the main characters are all just a little bit older and really starting to get ready for their graduation and trying to figure out how to survive it. And I just, I loved it, but I wasn't sure how other people would receive it. So I gave it to Jen, who I'm sure can comment on it. And then I gave it to my mother-in-law who whipped through the first one and now has started the second one. And um, those are two really different demographics and both are loving it, I think. So again, it's A Deadly Education and The Last Graduate by Naomi Novik. That's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Linda, I loved it too. I, I think I told you, and as soon as it came out, on audio, because I listened to it too. Uh, the narrator is perfectly snarky. It's like kind of like a stream of consciousness, uh, first person narration. So it's perfect to listen to as an audio, like snarky, proper British accent. I loved it and I had to get the second one as soon as it came out. So thank you for that recommendation. Yeah, and the main character is, is snarky because she is outside of the usual magician families. So she feels like she's really on her own trying to get through all this. And as friendships develop, she can't believe that people would wanna be friends with her and she ends up having her own strength. And um, since Jen and I did listen to it, I gave it to my mother-in-law as the book. And she said that that was fantastic too. She didn't have any problems reading it. It flowed really well. So 
in any format. It's, it's a lot of fun. And obviously all ages too, which is fantastic. It's mm -hmm. great. Um, do you want to share one more? Uh, sure. So I've been going back and forth because it's October between thrillers and horror and then romances <laughs> because, you know, you need to cleanse the palate a little bit. So um, I read one called, now I'm trying to find it on my list, which please is what it was called. Which oh, please. I've, I've seen that because I love the title. <laughs> I know. Oh, so she's not the baker. She falls in love with a baker. She and her um, cousin are witches that are able to fix appliances. So they have this appliance repair shop and they take things into the back and they fix them magically and then they bring them back to the people. And no one has any idea they're witches. They're not supposed to let on that they're witches and they're not supposed to really get together with anyone non-witchy because they have been told they'll lose their powers. So she falls in love with a non-witch and it was just a really fun um, and, and the bakery too, you know, they're describing his cinnamon rolls and the smell when she goes into the place and how that just helps her fall in love with him because he's producing all these great sugary treats. So that was just a really fun. So it's, it's called Witch Please by Anna Guire and it, it's listed as Fix It Witches number one. So this may be the start of a series, oh, cool. um, but it's, it's just fun because the two main characters, the two women that are appliance repairmen get talked down to by men all the time. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> We, we can fix appliances. We don't need your help. <laughs> so it's seasonal and lighthearted, it sounds like, which is a great combination. It was fun. And then, you know, all the, the autumn spices and the cinnamon rolls and breads he's baking mm -hmm. and all sorts of things. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit. Amy, you have some nonfiction for us? Yep. I have a couple of uh, nonfiction titles, uh, both fairly recent um, and just both can cover rather serious subject matters, but they also incorporate a lot of humor into it. So uh, the first one is Fuzz by Mary Roach. Um, and the subtitle is uh, When Nature Breaks the Law, which is a little bit misleading, but it, it's more a series of sort of topics say for instance, bears breaking into the trash cans in Colorado. And it's sort of how humans have created all these issues with animals and how others are trying to fix those situations. And it just, a lot of it sounds like banging your head against the wall, but she tells the stories. I mean, they're important. There's a lot of different uh, topics covered. Um, I had never read Mary Roach before, so I don't know if her other books are that way, but she tells things with a lot of humor, sarcasm, and even the footnotes can be very witty. And so while the subject matter can be somewhat serious in terms of, you know, dangerous human animal interactions, there, there's a lot of irony and, and witty remarks in there to keep you from crying, basically. But um, mm -hmm. So it, it, it's really good and, it, and it's timely. There's a lot of things in there um, that are important. And, you know, a lot of the issues stem from, you know, we keep squeezing the habitat for all these different animals and then expect them to not break the law. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's really topical. I just saw that pop up on my newsfeed. Some hunters yeah. that were hunting elk had to kill a grizzly bear that attacked them because they were hunting the elk and they were out there. So we're constantly encroaching on their land. Yeah, and all the bear sightings that have happened this season mm -hmm. in Fairfield, it's just, um, yeah, it's very topical. 
So Mary Roach, is that, is she Mary Roach an, an author? Because I feel like there's like either a Mary Roach actor or a musician named Mary Roach. There, there were, there are, uh, I think musicians, right? The Roaches. The, the Roaches. I thought one of them was Mary Roach, but this is an actual, this is somebody who's right. she's She's a, a, a science writer. She wrote um, Gulp about, you know, your digestive system. She wrote oh. one about um, uh, Undertakers. Like what happens to your body at Undertakers? She writes oh, I all think these different kinds of. Yeah, I think that's where I know her name from. Is they because I think that she in one of the um, one of the the author talks that we went to in the city a couple years ago. They uh, the um, the Undertaker book was was there. I think is, okay, is yeah. she the one that wrote Spook, where they take a look at the afterlife? Is that the same um, author? That could be. That sounds familiar, but I don't since I haven't. <laughs> Right. I'm looking, I'm looking it up right now because I, I did I, read that one and it was really fascinating. I see Stiff, The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. Yep, Spook is one that she wrote from okay. 2006. Okay. So that one was fascinating. Cool. Yeah, I feel like Happy she was the day of I feel like she was at Day of Dialogue a couple years ago for some reason. She's one of those people that you know you could sit down and talk to because the things that you sit down and you think about, like, I wonder what happens with blah blah. She actually goes and investigates it. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, that's yep. so, so for this one, she traveled all over to, to witness some of these, you know, mm. interactions, you know, Asian elephants and ruining croplands, but there's no place for them to go otherwise and things right. like that. So she did travel all over and, and witness a lot of this firsthand. Mm. So, um, so the other book um, I actually did as an audio book, which was awesome. It was um, How Y'all Doing by Leslie Jordan. <laughs> He's great. Um, so Who has basically helped the entire country get through the pandemic with his yes. Uh, with his so videos. he talks about that. I guess I guess that spurred him doing this book. Um, was his what his Instagram account? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I I knew nothing about that ahead of time, but but it was it was it was really great to listen to because you can just I mean. Even if you read it, you could probably hear him laughing. But in the audiobook, you actually hear him laughing as he's telling these stories. Um, and again, the subject matter can can turn onto some pretty serious stuff. But but he's it's very witty. Um, it's well told. And overall, it's it they're really positive stories. So um, I highly recommend that. It was it was great. Yeah, for the audience members who don't recognize his name, so if you ever were a fan of Will and Grace, he was Karen's nemesis. He's this very short guy with white hair, and his 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 banter between um, Megan Mul, Mul I can't pronounce her last yeah. name. Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. Yep. Mullally. Thank you. Um, was probably some of the best that that show ever saw. And then I just want to throw out something else too. If anybody's interested in exploring more about him. He was involved in an indie film years ago that has kind of become cult status. It's called Sorted Lives. And I'm sure it's streaming on Netflix or Amazon or something like that. But it's very, very, um, just very funny. And um, it's all about this family from the South and a lot of character actors that you would would recognize in other films you see um, in this film. And, and actually, I think Brew McClanahan was in it before she died, because it's probably like 20 years old at this point. But it's he's he's kind of the main he's one of the main characters in the film. And uh, and he he does a Tammy Wynette song in drag that is just like <laughs> it's hysterical. 
So I'm thrilled that you mentioned that book because I'm sure um, his his wit and his just his um, sense of humor is really funny. If anyone looks him up, if they, if you Google him and you're not sure who he is, as soon as you see him, you're going to know who he is. Yeah, he's been in so many things. Yeah, cool. So um, so let's switch gears again, um, Jen. I think you have some uh, some fun things to talk about with uh, young adult books. Yes, uh, and young adult books are for adults too. I see adults in the teen room all the time. So I'm gonna uh, preface what I'm saying with that. Uh, so back in mid-August, Time Magazine came out with this, their list of a hundred best YA books of all time. And they had some uh, rather dramatic changes. This They made this same type of list back in 2015. They made a lot of changes though. And it really represents the changes that we've seen in YA literature with respect to the choices that editors and publishers are making about including storytelling that's more diverse and inclusive. So honestly, the 2015 list, uh, I wasn't super impressed with. This 2021 list is fantastic though. So I wanted to take some time to highlight some of my all-time favorites uh, that made the list and some of them that may have flown under the radar for adults, especially that I would really encourage people to check out. So. With that, I wanted to tell you, share with you, my first pick is Graceling. It's a 2008 book by Kristen Cashore. It has to be, I was so excited when I saw this on the list because it has to be one of my all-time favorite fantasy books because it has the best female main character. I like one of the, my favorites ever written. Um, I never reread books because, I, you know, there's so many out there. I don't want to, you know, I feel like I've, like I can't waste my time but this is a book that like I found myself I read it when it first came out and then I find myself revisiting it in fact when I was making you know when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about for this I ended up picking it up and I'm like 85 percent done with it already again so um the main character is Katza she's a Graceling she and a Graceling is a person who's born with some kind of exceptional skill it could be like climbing trees or in this case Katza's skill is being an unbeatable fighting machine basically mm -hmm. and essentially since she by about the age of eight um, when she accidentally killed someone with their bare hands um, she's become the unwilling kind of enforcer for a bully king uh, so that's kind of where it starts and it's got kingdoms in conflict it's got little intrigue and secrets and romance, and it's just like a great adventure. But above all else, it's just got great characters. That's highly recommend that one. Um, I know, I know and, you would you would recommended that book before in the past. I think when it was new, and I got it for both of my kids, and they loved it. Yeah, like they and passed it on to their friends, and it's part of a trilogy that she wrote over many years. But each one is a standalone book too so you didn't even have to read it in order but this was just it, I love this one and I'll give a second pick and I thought I'd pick a different genre although there are some great fantasy other great fantasies on there uh, and I chose a sci-fi dystopian book the book is Scythe by Neil Schusterman it came out in 2016 and basically any person who has sat on a uh, reference or information desk at the library has heard of this book because they have been asked to find a copy of this book and I've read other books by Neil Schusterman. He's a fabulous author. I felt like I didn't need to necessarily read this one because I knew what he was like. I knew I could recommend him. He was always a good recommendation. 
but kids kept saying like, you've got to read this one. So I read it and I devoured it and I finished the second and the third one immediately after I couldn't stop reading it. And now I can't stop recommending it. So yeah, it's, it's that good. Basically side envisions this future where humanity with the assistance of some artificial intelligence has conquered death, um, death, disease, all of that, they've conquered it. So essentially there is etern the um, possibility of eternal life. And with that comes the um, threat of overpopulation. So enter in the sides and they are the only ones who can permanently end life. And our two main characters are Citra and Rowan, and they've been chosen to mentor apprentice under a scythe and learn the, you know, learn how to take lives in a million different ways, basically. And that's, once again, just where it starts, the story starts. So it's fast paced, there's intrigue. Um, and it I also, and Schuster, Neil Schusterman is really great about this, like, he gets readers to think about certain aspects of morality that they might not have, which is a great, uh, great thing in YA books particular, but great mm -hmm. conversations after this too. I first learned of this um, list from a poster that you put up in the teen room. And I was sort of fascinated by the poster because it was, you did the poster so well. And so um, I started looking at some of the titles on the poster. And um, I was like, oh, I know that book. Oh, I love that book. So, um, so I'm thrilled that you decided to do this today for the podcast. I'm not going to get into too much detail, but I just want to sort of hit on a couple of my favorites, definitely um, things that, that I just loved. And again, I will also reiterate that just because it's called YA Young Adult, um, the publishing arm Young Adult has a enormous um, adult following. So all of us as librarians read YA, not because we have to, but because we want to. And um, and I always like to quote, I have a friend of a friend who is a very um, well-known author. And I asked him once what he thought the difference was between YA and adult literature. And he said, YA is more concise. That's the only difference. <laughs> the quality is there on both sides. If you have an exceptional YA book, it stands just as tall as an exceptional um, adult literature book. So my picks are... Um, uh, kind of all over the map a little bit, but in a good way. Um, as Jen mentioned, this is a much more diverse list um, for 2021, and it really shows. So the first pick that I have is I'll Get There, It Better Be Worth the Trip, um, which was recommended to me a couple of years ago. I had never heard of it. It's by an author named John Donovan. It was published in 1969, and it's considered the first YA um, LGBTQ book. So it's a very simple book um, about, a, um, about a teenage boy who... Um, who moves away and ends up um, getting a friend, a male friend. And it's just a very simple, simple book, um, but it's really amazing and historic. And, um, and it really holds, still holds up after all these decades. Um, the second one is, I wanted to mention this because last week um, I actually host Dr. Schenker's literature series and we're doing short stories this season. And last week we did the introduction, uh, the foreword, I should say, and a couple of the chapters in The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros, um, which is from 1983. So um, that was just, I was just blown away by reading that. I had never read it before. And um, and Dr. Schenker's interpretation of it was just really wonderful. So absolutely recommend that one as well. And then just three shout outs of three really fantastic recent, more recent YA books, Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe by Benjamin Alire Sainz. Um, 
just one of my favorite YA books of all time. I'll give you The Sun by Jandy Nelson, uh, about two twins, uh, male, a boy and a girl twins that um, sort of go on this lifetime adventure. And then I can't, I have to mention The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, which is literally one of my favorite books of all time. It's just, um, it really stands so tall. And her sequel, which is really a prequel, um, was also um, really fantastic. So those are just a couple of the books that I that I really wanted to mention from that list, just a fantastic list of things. And then before we jump back to anybody else, um, my two recent books, because I tend to, as the host, tend to sort of fall back and not talk too much, but I do sort of throw in a couple things. So my two recent books are both YA books. So I thought I would actually throw them into this um, section where we're talking about the time list. So the first one is a uh, book that came out a couple years ago called The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. And there's been a sequel to this and now there's a third book coming out. Um, Jen and I have talked about this. I sort of started reading this book and then stopped for a year or so. And then I came back to it and I'm really glad I did. It was so much fun. It was an adventure. It's a road trip. It takes place in the 1700s. Um, it's a trio of uh, young people that um, are sort of on the uh, end up on the run from uh, their uh, aristocratic lives. And it's just so good. The ending is fantastic. The characters are great. Um, it's a young man, his best friend, who is sort of his um, secret love interest that um, but they don't they haven't pursued that. And then his sister and his sister ends up book two is all about his sister. So really, really great. And then the other one is something I just finished last night. Uh, there's an author from New Orleans called Greg Heron, who is one of my favorite murder mystery authors for adult murder mysteries. Uh, he has a cozy out called Scotty Bradley Mysteries um, that's been out for a de couple decades. And he has another one that's a more sort of darker noir called Chance McCloud mini series. But he's done one or two YA books and he has a new one out called Bury Me in Shadows, which uh, just came, it's just got released this week, I think. I had a uh, preview copy of it. And it's really wonderful. It's about this young man. He's 20 years old. He's in college. He ends up making a couple of mistakes after a breakup. And he um, he sort of gets sent to his family's home in Alabama for the summer to try to help his dying grandmother um, get clean up her attic and things like that. So the book ends up actually becoming sort of this paranormal um, story about his his re immediate relatives and then relatives from a really long time ago so there's sort of three parallel universes going on simultaneously um, but it's really based in reality as well um, and i just loved it so um so i just thought i'd throw those two out and both of them were really fun books that i read very quickly um and the quality of them both of them were really great yeah philip i love that gentleman's guide device and virtue and the follow-up the lady's guide to petticoats and piracy also excellent uh I think I listened to them both really good uh, yeah. to listen to. Yeah, I listened to this one as well. The narrator for this first one was fantastic. He was just really, really funny, you know, and really fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely put the second book on my list to watch. So, um, Linda, do you have anything else for us? Do we want more horrors? Do we want some more witchies? I just finished a book that was another fun read called Cackle, C-A-C-K-L-E by Rachel Harrison. And I guess it was uh, not really a thriller. It was more, a, it, almost a coming of age where a woman gets broken up with by her boyfriend of 10 years. She thought they were gonna get married. He says, no, we're more like friends. We should stay that way. So she moves upstate and befriends one woman that the rest of the town seemed to be afraid of. 
and um, witchy things start happening and she kind of finds her own way and her own strengths. So it was, it was a little bit of a relationship book, but it was also kind of fun because there were witchy happenings and a best friend that was a giant spider that I didn't even want to picture. <laughs> and then I also just finished a really good horror story for people that are into horror. If like I grew up in the 80s and Friday the 13th and Freddy and all of those things were really, really big. So mm. this book is called My Heart is a Chainsaw. It's by Stephen Graham yeah. Jones. And it's kind of an homage to all those slasher movies. The main character, Jade, is trying to deal with her own life. And she's completely obsessed with those slasher movies. And she sees everything through that filter of a slasher movie. So she sees her life kind of as, you know, who's the final girl in this scene and who would be the slasher. And then bodies actually start piling up in the town and no one wants to listen to her, but she's convinced she's in a slasher film. It was, it was long, it was a little bit stream of consciousness, but again, if you like those horror movies, this is spot on and it's a real homage to them. Great, that sounds very cool. That sounds good. And do you see that Halloween has a new? Yes. A new one coming out? <laughs> really? She, mentions, she yep. mentions Halloween that, you know, the only time someone gets through it several times is if you're Jamie Lee Curtis. So <laughs> here we go again. And she's in the new one. Wow, yep. that's amazing. <laughs> Amy, do you have anything else you want to add? I read uh, um, a couple new new fiction, Leave the World Behind by, I guess it's Alam, A-L-A-M. I'll say it again, I'm, I'm a slow reader. This one was a fast read. It, it hooks you in um, trying to figure out what's going on. And it's sort of a, a family goes on vacation and, and literally leaves the world behind, but yet there's some crazy things happening in the world and because they're cut off they really don't know what's happening in the world and it's sort of a look at well how would you handle an emergency especially when you don't know what's going on and the interactions between strangers it it, it was really good um very suspenseful i don't want to give things away but i i really enjoyed that one too because it really it makes you question what would you do if, if you're told there's an emergency, these strangers approach you, are you going to help them? Right. Are you not going to help them? I mean, it, all of those questions of morality come up too. Right. And, and, there's, a, and there's a couple of teenagers that are really spot on in this yep. book. So it's just, it, it, it's an interesting, you know, how each person handles different, the same situation and, and how they, want to run away or continue to hide or stay on vacation. I don't want to deal with it. I'm on vacation. <laughs> or take charge or be distrustful or whatever there is, whatever response yep. you can picture, they're all there. Um, and I'm, I'm currently reading Heron's Cry by Anne Cleves. I have been was looking forward to this coming out and I'm only about a third of the way through it. But so far, it, it, her writing just, again, just pulls you in and even in the kind of the quiet moments of the book, it's you, you just speed along and, and get really absorbed in it. So, so, and it's the second in one, a new series by her. So. Uh, Jen, you want to add any more from the list, the time list? Um, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, it was, it was hard to come up with just a couple to recommend. So my third one is going to be a historical fiction. Uh, it's Codename Verity by Elizabeth Wien and it came out in 2012. This book left me in a 
puddle of tears, basically, uh, wondering like, who am I going to recommend this to at like 1 a.m.? Like, I'm ready to recommend this to someone. <laughs> I think I even maybe came to work the next day. I, I might have recommended it to Linda, like right after I finished it, I feel like. Um, but I love this one. Um, it's uh, during World War II. It's a British plane uh, carrying a spy. It goes down in Nazi-occupied France. There's two people on board, just the pilot and the spy. They're best friends. And the spy is captured and faces Nazi interrogation. Um, and basically, she has to either reveal her mission or face some kind of grisly execution. And the story uh, uh, is kind of her um, confession. And it's it it's a it, it 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 it's kind of a slow burn. It draws you in gradually, but then once you're hooked, like you can't put it down. And I think I did. It was one of those stay up all night kind of reads. It really it was. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I read absolutely. That as, I read that as well and loved it. It's a really good choice. I'll throw out a fourth pick for realistic fiction, The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. It was her uh, debut novel. And this is one I would definitely recommend you listen to. Not that it's not fabulous if you read it in print, but um, Acevedo is like a renowned slam poet. And she reads her own book. So you it, it, like you hear what she meant when she was writing because it's individual poems. You hear what she meant. Like she just puts this inflection. It's, it's so it's amazing. Ph phenomenal delivery. Um, and essentially, like I say, it's a book of poems uh, written by our main character, X, po the poet. Um, she's a 15 year old Dominican girl living in Harlem. And these poems, it, they touch uh, like deeply on issues of like self-acceptance, sexism, sexuality, love, uh, rejection of religion um, with her mother and everything. So it, it was just a uh, great listen to. Um, mm. a, lot of, a lot of issues brought up, fantastic delivery. Yeah, I, I listened to that one as well. And that's definitely the way to do it. I mean, if you mm -hmm. enjoy reading poetry, obviously pick it up, but to listen to it with her inflection and all of her rhythms, it, it really was much more powerful. Yeah, she's an author who I will read every single book. She, even though I try not, you know, I'm like, if I get the feel of what an author writes like, I don't always pick up the next one just because there are so many great YA books I want to get through, but I will read everything she puts out. Hmm. Fantastic. So we have a couple more minutes. Does anybody have anything that they're looking forward to or anything that's coming out on the horizon? Maybe something that you might've read as a um, as an arc that you know is coming out in a couple months or anything like that? Well, this one's out, but I am gonna just put a plug in for, and I know Oprah picked it, but it's a huge book and I don't know how many people are actually gonna pick it up, but it was absolutely worth it. The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois. Yeah. It was, it was just amazing. Like I'm probably gonna have to reread it at some point, just trying to process everything. She's such a beautiful writer and the history that she covers going all the way back to indigenous people meeting the first white settlers all the way through slavery, all the way up to the current day. And it was just, it was magical in her writing. Mm. And as I said, it was very long. I listened to it, which was fantastic. The narrators were really good. Um, I'm just plugging it because I don't know, given the size, how many people will pick it up, but absolutely worth it. If you're going to read one book mm. in the next couple of months, that's the book to read. Wow. And what's her name oh. again? 
Honoré Fanon Jeffers, she, I believe, is a poet. This is her first fiction, but it just completely blew me away. Genuine. How long was the audio with that? I want to say it was almost 30 hours. It was pretty long. Silence. Yeah, I know. Silence. <laughs> so Just the hardcover. It, call it the it, Barack Obama. <laughs> it's, it's basically, it's 800 pages. Um, but, and I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to get through this in the two weeks I had to listen to it. And I think I was through it in four days because I just wow. left it on. Like as I was cleaning, as I was cooking, I had my headphones in. I didn't want to put down the story. It was, it was amazing. Was that time and a quarter or a time and a half yes. that you listened to? Time, time and a quarter. <laughs> Cuts it right down. <laughs> Got it down to about 25 hours instead. I just can't do that. I can't speed it up. Oh, boy. I'm, oh, I've, gotten, <laughs> I've gotten so used to speeding it up that I don't. I can't listen to stuff when, at regular speed anymore. Right. <laughs> well, thank you, Jen, Linda, and Amy. And thank you, listeners, so much for joining us for another episode of What Are You Reading? podcast brought to you by Fairfield Public Library in Fairfield, Connecticut. Check out our show notes for book titles and authors mentioned today, and please join us next month for another conversation about what we are reading. Thank you all so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>